Here we are. It's the Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined with Jerry Karaya. We have a lot to talk about today, especially since the price of gold and silver are down. Demand is crazy high. Haven't seen anyone looking to sell anything, so this is a very strange thing that we're seeing in the market right now. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. And Jerry, let's get right into it. I was just reading an article which really summed up everything. In fact, I had listened to the podcast by Peter Schiff, and this article sort of sums up that that uh, Peter Schiff uh, podcast. And uh, let's just read some of it because I think it's going to set up the rest of the show. It said, "Having this is from Zero Hedge. Having broken below $1,800 earlier in the week after suffering a death cross, gold prices are plunging this morning on heavy volume as real yields soar. And it goes on to say, when will people stop selling gold and silver and realize that rising inflation is not a one-time threat that the Fed will stomp out by raising interest rates and tightening monetary policy. So let's just quickly back up here. This was a week that Jerome Powell spoke to Congress, testified to Congress, and was very, very, very dovish, basically saying that interest rates are no, no no looking to see interest rates rise anytime soon. So Peter Schiff explains, the Fed are going to do nothing. The dollar is going to collapse, which is the mother of all tailwinds for gold. And so at some point it's going to happen. But in the meantime, they're simply creating more buying opportunities for people who have been, been really slow to pull the trigger on getting their precious metals, getting their mining stocks. In effect, Powell this week was telling the market, don't worry, we won't be tightening monetary policy for years. Despite the fact that commodity markets are screaming inflation, oil, industrial metals, grains, beans, they're all making big gains. The only thing that is not catching a bid is gold. Schiff continues, for some reason, people are still thinking that rising rates are bad for gold and silver. But they're really bullish for every, and they're really bullish for everything else. But the reality is they're not. They're more bullish for gold and silver than any of these other commodities. In fact, here is the reality that nobody wants to acknowledge. As interest rates are moving up, rather than raising rates and reducing the size of QE program, it's going to increase the size of its QE program. This gives us a lot to talk about, Jerry, because first, let me just say, as far as interest rates go, Back in 2006 and 2007, when Greenspan was the chairman of the Federal Reserve, they were raising interest rates a quarter point every time they got together. And I think they raised it 12 times in a row. And it was a very interesting time because one day they'd raise it, and on that day, gold would go down. Okay. And the next time they would raise it, gold would go up. There was no... There was no rhyme or reason to what would happen on gold on that specific day that interest rates went up. But the overall arcing story and narrative was that if interest rates are rising, they must be trying to fight inflation. Shouldn't I own gold? And so eventually gold would catch up. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're seeing today with the with the U.S. 10-year Treasury yield. This has been taking. This is the main headline that has grabbed everyone's attention. It can either mean it can either mean that the U.S. Federal Reserve is looking at some sort of a tapering, triggering the taper tantrum, or, as I've alluded to before in the other shows, that the 10-year Treasury yield is may it could potentially 
indicate further inflation coming down the pipe. So I'm of the I'm of that opinion that we are going to be seeing inflation. Um, as we can see, other asset classes have been beneficiaries of stimulus, massive stimulus. We're seeing asset class bubbles all over the place, minus gold and silver. Very exciting time. And it does sound very cliche going back to Schiff. Yes, this is a great buying opportunity. It is. This is exactly what they're doing. Uh, they're job owning. They're using their podiums to talk, to use, uh, to trigger algorithms. And that's what's happening because historically, well, going back a few decades, every time they mention yields are rising, there is a computer algorithm that says time to dump gold because we want to chase a little bit of yield. What's the yield, by the way? It's 1.5%. Is that the rate of inflation? No, we know the rate of inflation is a lot higher than 2%. So we're not here to chase yield or roll the dice. It's a computer algorithm, very short-term, temporary knee-jerk reaction. We have to be calm in, 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 in light of all of the noise and filter through it all, as I always say. We have to filter through and see for what it is. This is a huge, huge buying opportunity. And what I don't understand about it is, you know, you see these prices come down, although we've seen these type of actions before. But to, to quote an article I was also reading earlier, that, that silver and gold are sticky, meaning once you buy the physical commodity, it's not so easy to just snap your finger and sell it. You know, you can buy and sell a cryptocurrency on a whim, even a stock, you kind of have to at least wait for it to catch a bid or whatever it is. So, you know, you can buy and sell stocks pretty easily. You know, currencies, you can you can get into those and the cryptos very, very easily. But when it comes to metals, you don't just sell on a whim. You don't see the market go down 2% and say, oh, that's it, I'm, I'm getting out of this, right? We haven't seen a single person sell. Mm -hmm. A single person. Now, I've had a couple calls personally of people Eh, what do you, what's the what would it cost me if I wanted to sell today? You know, I, I think at the end of the day, maybe we've sold, we've bought back less than 15 ounces of gold in the last two months. Because rational minds are looking at, well, uh, right now I'm in my precious metals. If I sell the precious metals today, which are undervalued, which are not a bubble like everything else, I sell the silver and gold today, great where am I dumping it to? Where am I going to park that those proceeds to? In Canadian cash? In US dollar cash? Not a very good decision. So we have rational thinkers. We have rational clients and rational investors that are, no, you know what? I'm not going to be selling today. I'm actually going to be accumulating some more because I see the bigger picture. I see the world needing the physical commodity. There's talk and chatter of a commodities boom. We do believe that this is, uh, we're seeing canaries in the coal mine, Dr. Copper talking to us. We're seeing platinum palladium, the big reversals, the ratios are rattling and extremes we burst and uh, gold and silver are primed and ready to go. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We really have to continue talking about what's happening with the Fed, with the quantitative easing, getting back to the inflation story, and so much more here on The Real Money Show. You're listening on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Remember, everything we do at Guildhall is physical. You can buy silver, gold, you can put it into an RSP, you can buy it, take physical delivery, or even store it in our vault facility, which is independent outside the banking system. We have a motto, if you can't hold it, 
you don't own it. So that's really the key for us is direct ownership of the metal. And remember, we're not your advisor, so seek the advice of those you trust and make sure that you're considering the risks when getting involved. We don't typically view this as an investment. We do personally believe it's just asset ownership. Uh, like many other things, you might own a house, you might own fine wines, you might even own a natural fancy colored diamond. And these assets uh, do increase in value. But again, we're not your advisor. So uh, with that said, we're talking about inflation. We're talking about the fact that there's some mixed signals in the market that somehow gold and silver are going down in at, at a time where there's no physical product available. And it, with the lower prices, it's even harder to get that physical product. So what's going on in the market? Well, we know that Jerome Powell, head of the chairman of the Federal Reserve, was testifying to Congress this week. And we also know that the yield was rising. So, Jerry, what is the significance of the rising 10-year bond? It is a total uh, diversion away from gold. We know historically uh, the the algorithms are set to sell gold if the re if that if that treasury yield uh, rises. You know, it's look it looks more attractive to go after a yield than offer gold that doesn't offer that yield. So um, right. that's, that's what the algorithms are set to do. Right. So the idea is that that if the if the rate is going up, then I don't have the opportunity cost for gold disappears. I'm yeah. better off to hold the 10 year treasury mm -hmm. and make an interest than why would I why would I be paying for storage? Yeah, so like this article from the the Market Watch from Wall Street uh, Journal writes that higher yields can simply undercut appetite for safe haven gold which doesn't offer a coupon. Um, why is this happening now? Why is this so timely? We know that they cannot uh, that the Federal Reserve can't taper and <laughs> and, uh, and raise interest rates and no. do anything to their balance sheet. Quite the opposite. We have the new Green Deal, the 1.9 trillion uh, stimulus package. Um, we have the Build Back Better by Biden stimulus package coming down the pipe. There is no tapering um, going to be in in the in the site. We, we're seeing inflation actually happening. So that's why we're seeing this this happen. And I think it's a complete. This is my personal opinion. I think it's a complete diversion away from gold. In the past weeks, few weeks, we've seen attention on the gold and silver markets. Attention for going after that physical. And then when you have prices drop maybe by one or two percent, the the not so seasoned investor may say, wait a minute, I may not want to jump into gold. But that's not happening, right? People are not selling their gold and silver, they're buying. And further, the Wall Street, sorry, marketwatch.com writes that at some point the Federal Reserve will not tolerate rising treasury rates like we're seeing today and will implement their yield curve control policy, their YCC policy framework. And he writes, if the Fed ever announces a yield curve control policy, that would be massively bullish for gold. So you, you, didn't, you didn't follow um, Game of Thrones, but I'm going to try to throw a bit of an analogy out here, okay? Stick with me on this. I'll try. So there was this, there was this character and his name was Hodor. Mm -hmm. which, which translated to hold the door. Hmm. And he was holding the door against a bunch of zombies for the others to get away. Okay? That's all you need to know. Guys holding a door, bunch of zombies are trying to, trying to get out the door. Get out. Okay. So what is this all about? What's the analogy? The analogy is the Fed, imagine, if you will, this guy Hodor actually created these zombies because that's what it is. The Fed has created 
inflation by printing all this money. Right. And now they're now they're seeing the rates rise on the treasuries and they don't want inflation. They say they want inflation, but they don't want inflation, right? Mm -hmm. Certainly they don't want to go the way of Japan. They'd like some inf a little just to see that it's, you know, we got to see a little, but the problem is is if you open that door, the zombies flood out. Yeah. And what does the world look like when the zombies flood out, right? Stay with me. Mm -hmm. They're holding back inflation. And how do they hold back inflation? They stomp their foot yeah. on the yields. Mm -hmm. And how do they do that? With some zombies. Mm -hmm. They take some of the money that they're printing, they buy the they buy the bonds and they push it down. Yeah. Right? So this is a crazy, crazy feedback loop that's occurring with the Fed. And the narrative and the fact that people would buy the narrative is absolutely crazy crazy and we know we know because we see people buying gold and silver every day and they say the same thing every day They're there's not no it. way these central banks can print all this money and it not have any consequence whatsoever i don't care how many degrees from yale or wherever you you got your degrees you don't know what you're doing mm -hmm. right you either you either do know what you're doing and it's criminal Mm -hmm. Right. Or you absolutely don't know what you're doing. You know, it's like when they when Goldman Sachs was testifying for uh, for 2008 subprime crisis. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, we didn't look at the, the fine print on this you're saying, listen, dude, your brain is a point of ego for you. Yeah. Okay. It, it is everything. It is, it is your entire existence is wrapped up in how freaking smart you are and the fact that you work at Goldman Sachs. Yeah. And now that you're testifying, you go, I'm I stupid. I don't know anything. <laughs> right. And that's what these guys want to do. So you have to say, why are they doing these things? Why are they lying? Why are they being nefarious unless there's an end game here or they're scared of what that end game is? And, you know, you, you just know that what the Fed often does, and we've seen it time and time and time, the minute the crisis hits, they want more power. Give us more. It, this is your fault. If we would have had the power to do this, this would never have happened. And that's their answer to everything. That's their ultimate answer to every single collapse and every single panic that happens. Give us more control, mm -hmm. even though we are not federal, right? We're a private institution, and you pay us for the money that we print. It's absolutely crazy. How you could want to partake in any of it is beyond me. What? No one. What does. do you think? No one does want. First to be of all, of did that. you like the analogy? I love the analogy. <laughs> that that painted that the zombie picture of everyone flocking out the door. That's exactly what's happening. And the people that are holding the door, uh, you know, the hammer has to fall on these guys. What we're seeing though is that people are not buying this anymore. They're seeing the lies. They see the truth. They're going after the truth and going after precious metals. Um, they're they're looking at this a little bit more. Uh, they have a, a little more uh, cynical. They don't believe the narrative pertaining to these bankers. Um, the The fact is, I read a, I read a quote this week, and uh, my wife gave it to me. It was uh, from Dave Ramsey. Know your investments, and that's true. You know, you want to know what you're putting your money into. And when you have lies and rules changing, like we talked about and we reported last week of how the SLV ETF prospectus changes, this. How many pages is a prospectus? Do you know what's in this prospectus? The average person doesn't even know what's in their mutual fund and what their MER percentage is. You don't know what you're investing in. 
Um, but knowing your invest investments and seeing how things can literally change with these door holders, they're changing the rules on us. We don't want that. We want something that we know it's going to be there. We want freedom. We want to be able to pass something on to our kids and our kids' kids can have something that is going to be there for them. That's going to be their down payment in the future. That's going to offer some security for you. And, you know, this is why we talk about why gold and silver are money. You know, gold and silver are money because, you know, it depends on where you are in the world and, you know, what is this money? It's a phenomenon. If you're in prison, it could be cigarettes. Uh, if you're in Robertson Caruso's on the island, it could be coconuts and water. That's money there. But for ages, what has survived is, was Aristotle's philosophy of what money is. And it's divisibility, portability, durability, recognizability, and scarcity. If it's not scarce, it's not money. So what do we have in our portfolios? Do we have money that's, that's not scarce or is it scarce? So the everyday folk should be looking at this and listening. Let's normalize our portfolio a little bit. We don't have normalcy until gold and silver are there, the investments that have stood the test of time that are money and there should be no rolling the dice anymore. We're seeing the risks and the risks are on the wall. The writing is on the wall. Precious metals offer tremendous stability and will, de and will defend uh, from the, the coming inflationary uh, the cycle that's coming. You know, the, num before, the number 18778silver on the website, guildhallwealth.com. You know, I was listening to um, an interview with Jim Rogers, and uh, he did another interview a couple weeks ago on Stansbury Research. This one was through Goldcar. It was really good. Some of the similar things uh, that he was discussing, but if you're not familiar with, with um, Jim Rogers, he wrote the book Hot Commodities. He was one of the first hedge fund guys, um, incredible investor. You know, One of the takeaways from his book was this idea that you always have an equities bull market, and then that's followed by an oscillating commodity bull market right it's like equities run out of stuff to sell and they have to recoup the equity mm -hmm. the the commodities out of it and he's still he's still uh, very keen on commodities um, and he was talking about precious metals and what he said I thought was wow I wonder if he's been listening to the real money show because he said uh, about gold and silver you have health insurance and you have you have home insurance you need wealth insurance and that's what gold and silver does he literally said the exact same thing that we're always saying, and it's true. He said silver is down 45% off its all-time high. Show me something that is in that type of sphere, that's that undervalued. It's part of the reason why the premiums are so high in the market right now because it's so incredibly undervalued. And even on gold, it's like, okay, here's, here's the price in the low 1700 range. Every major dealer out there has been uh, has been restocking at higher prices, right? So now we're going to have to replace stock at the lower prices, right? And buy new product at the low prices. Who knows when that product's going to come in? Mm -hmm. And I've been through that similarly in in my own in my own portfolio where silver was trading at sixteen and a half. The price dropped down to twelve. I'm rubbing my hands, mm -hmm. licking my lips. Oh my gosh, let's let's get into the market. <laughs> and I couldn't buy it for less than nineteen. No. And here we are. The price of silver is in the mid-27 range, I guess $26 today. And you can't buy it for less than $5 over spot, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter where, where they push this paper price down. We're over the target. This is the important place to be. Mm -hmm. And not only 
the average investor, but the, we're seeing the institutions having to acquire the gold according to the changes, which I'm going to talk about later, a little later on the show, which is the changes in the massive Basel III changes in the, with the Bank of International Settlements and why they had to reclassify gold from Tier three capital, what, whatever that is, to Tier one capital, which is cash, which is money, which is liquidity, and which is your defense against insolvency. This is, and when they reclassified it, they, these institutions had to go after this tier one capital. So they're after it. Why are they pushing prices down? Maybe they're, they're hunting for as much as gold as possible. And let's also talk about taxes with regard to RSP and why you and I just don't care. Ooh, yeah. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Stick with us. It's The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back with The Real Money Show. The number, you know it, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Learn about holding physical precious metals in your portfolio. Just before the break, we were saying we don't care about taxes and registered accounts. And we're going to tell you exactly why. You know, one of the things we hear, Jerry, people will have a concern because we put a lot of precious metals into registered accounts. And one of the concerns they have is, oh, my gosh, one day I'm going to have to pay taxes on this you know I'm gonna turn 71 and my my lira is gonna convert to a lift and my RSP is gonna convert to a riff and I'm gonna be forced to take this money out I'm gonna have to pay taxes on it and I'm always uh, I'm trying to educate on the fact that we don't need to be worried about this you know it's okay to pay taxes if you've if you've broke if you won the game what do I mean by that if you were to, the first thing is that when you put money into an RSP, you're deferring the tax. Great, you defer the tax, it means you've lowered your income so you're not paying as much taxes. Now the first, the first hurdle, the first big hurdle is overcoming inflation. You put a loaf of bread into your RSP and you need to get that loaf of bread out when you take it out. So let's just look at a 20 year horizon. So you're 50 years old, you're looking to take the, take the money, start taking the money out when you're 70, 71. So the first step is we have to beat inflation. Well, if inflation's at, we'll undercut it a little bit just for the sake of an, uh, rounding numbers. Let's say inflation's 5% a year. That means every 10 years, you gotta be making at least 50% in your portfolio. And over a 20 year period, that means over 20 years, you have to double your money, mm -hmm. right? That's it. So. You put in $100,000 at 50, at 70, that better be worth 200,000. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we beat inflation. Maybe inflation's a little higher, we can, we can adjust. Now you have to pay the taxes when you remove it, right? That whatever you remove is getting added to your, to your income. So let's say it's 15, let's say it's 30. Okay, add that to your total gains. Just say, I have to make 100% in 20 years, and I need to make an extra 30, let's call it 50% to cover my taxes. And that way, whatever I pull out when I'm 71 is worth the same amount as what I put in today. Correct. I put, if I put $20,000 in today, I want to make sure that in 20 years, whatever I'm pulling out is worth today's 20000 Exactly. 20000 in 20 years will not buy you what it buys you today. Correct. Right? So that's it. So then when you look at gold, you say, wait a minute. Gold over the last 20 years has averaged 11, 12% a year. That means it's, it's going way beyond what I need it mm -hmm. to do, but it's doing it. And even if I approach as just the insurance policy of my portfolio, where I'm just putting in you know, the 15% the allocation, that's still doing its job. 
in my opinion. Of course, yeah, it's exceeding our needs. Um, it's doing its job very subtly, very quietly, and that's the whole point of gold. It doesn't shout uh, a, a dangerous yield at us. It does its job versus inflation and loss of purchasing power. That's what uh, our, all of our clients in the past year and a year and a half have enjoyed in their portfolios. They're looking at their gold and they're like, whoa, the silver is up. How 40, much? 40, yeah. 50% in, in some cases over and the last five years. And this is just years. the beginning. Yeah. And, I, you know, we've had these review conversations this, this past few weeks and just reviewing the markets, what we're anticipating. Yeah, that's just the beginning. It's talking about the technicals, if we're going to talk about where silver and gold are going, very short term, we're going to be seeing another cycle higher. We're at the tail end of the cup and handle. And this is a massive bull structure. Well, not only that, but if you're looking at, at silver... Not getting caught up on whatever it's doing day to day, but you just say, okay, look at the numbers of how much electric cars are going up, how much the need for electric cars, um, all of the uses day to day for silver. They only mine a billion a year. It's all gobbled up. Mm -hmm. And the price is $27. What do you buy for $27? Mm -hmm. You can't even buy you can you can buy maybe a latte and a magazine. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Yeah. Like magazines cost fifteen bucks. Mm -hmm. Right? So you know, what can you buy with that? Mm -hmm. Look at what's look at the groceries. Yeah. I mean, Fed talks about inflation. No, we don't see any inflation. Yes, you know, do. listen, I, I I guess Jerome Powell's just eating free at the Fed cafeteria. Exactly. Right? Exactly. They must order pizzas for free for his family because this guy's never been to a grocery store lately. He has no idea what a sausage sells for, mm -hmm. right? So it's like it's you look at the price of silver, you know it's so cheap. How can it be this cheap? It's so hard to get. That's why the premiums are higher. Of course, this thing is going to take off. Don't worry about the day to day. You know, I had I had I've had a couple people call a little bit and they'll say, "Oh, gold's not doing anything." You know what? What's up with gold? It's really not doing anything. I have to remind them. You know, it's only February, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like last year, gold went up twenty-two percent. It's it's down so far this year, but we're not even out of the first quarter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, let's 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 wait where we are in the summertime. Yeah, that's right. And let's see what where things are at. I mean, literally, so much has happened, and it's only the end of February. What what do you, how yeah. do you feel about that? Yeah, it's the same. I had a couple of conversations like that today. Like, what's happening in gold and silver, and and that's where we have to kind of readjust and refocus from the short-term day-to-day machinations of what's happening in these markets and really look at the game plan. It's to reduce risk and to position ourselves for rewards. I think that's what every normal person wants. It doesn't matter if you're a doctor or a lawyer or a blue-collar worker or unemployed. Whatever you do have, you want to take as little risk as possible positioning yourself with something that is really undervalued that has some potential and like you mentioned yes silver so undervalued versus magazines and and knickknacks silver is money you know you translate silver around the world it means money in how many languages over 20 some odd languages this is amazing and to own gold at these prices it, it's a no-brainer so you know kudos to the people that got involved regardless of the noise um, and uh, we look forward to you know transferring your money over and getting some more precious metals in your portfolios. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Speaking of that, you know you would think, and this is really this tells you everything you need to know. The fact that the price of silver's down a little bit, 
ultimately I keep my eye on a bigger picture and I say we had the first big dip in, in silver after in 2020 back at the end of November, right? There's always tends to be something pullback near the end of the year. And then since then, it's just been quietly moving back up. I think the low in November was something like tw maybe just under 23, and it slowly crept up. We got in back up to 30. Okay, you retested a high. Wonderful. Came back down to like the 26 range. We're still in the mid-26 range, right? And, and this is what you need to know. The price is down today. It didn't mean that all of a sudden magically all these bars like a video game like oh we won the prize the market came down here's a magic stockpile of silver it just arrived now the prices can go back down no it the real world does not work like that mm -mm. we are literally begging our wholesaler every day um saying okay here's what i think we can put through in terms of our time how much time we have to put orders through here's what i think we're going to need for the day and they're scrambling to help accommodate us mm -hmm. and that's important that they're scrambling and it's great that they're doing that um but it doesn't make it any more available it's literally okay what product did do you have right now today that we can help our clients get into this market that's right that's in a down market mm -hmm. what does a what does an up market look like jerry very unstable, very uh, explosive. It's going to be explosive, and it already is, I think, in my opinion. Uh, people are are like me. They want to know that they can forecast silver in, in their portfolios, that we can acquire the silver. Um, when, when people ask me, someone asked me today, what's the urgency like? How, how much time do I have uh, to get the silver, Jerry? And I'm like, well, you know what? Last year, I could have told you you could have waited, you know, nibble at the market, dollar cost average. Uh, not so much today. You're not going to be dollar cost averaging anything. If you have any funds, uh, ten thousand, twenty thousand, a hundred thousand, do it all now. Yeah, you de you definitely have um, a, a little bit of a dichotomy between the the savvy buyers from several years ago who would would work with you and and push you on pricing when let's say it cost a dollar thirty over spot to buy a hundred ounce bar of silver and you might have to sharpen your pencil and get that down to like a dollar ten or something like that um now all of a sudden the premiums are five dollars and there's really like no working room. there's no yeah there's no <laughs> and and you just wonder yeah there's going to be a there's going to come a time where the market's taking off and you just can't get in there's just no product available if the product mm -hmm. is not available at this price right who cares it's mm -hmm. a, a high premium on a low price is still cheap mm -hmm. so it, it doesn't matter it's about getting it's about getting in the market right now and if you can continue to acquire you do and to that end myself i'm continuing to acquire at these levels i i have no problem continuing to acquire here and the best place to do that is just either direct or in your RSP uh, just before we go to break Jerry it looks like you, you want to say one last thing there well this is um, indicative of people not um, you know taking advantage of these these chances and looking at this market once again it's really coming down to wealth insurance um, there's a lot of a lot of noise a lot of risks more so than ever before and people just don't want to take the risk they don't want to roll the dice I understand I'm not rolling the dice that's for sure and I'm with uh, with Guildhall proudly and uh, acquiring medals proudly and I'm honored to do that for the listeners so please get in touch if we can do this we'll talk about why it's wealth insurance some more um, 
But yeah, we want to encourage you to get in touch. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. There's so much more to talk about here on the Real Money Show on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. Welcome back to the Real Money Show. We have a surprise segment here. You didn't think we would go a whole show without bringing in a surprise guest, Paul Wiseman, president of Guildhall Wealth. Paul, how are you doing? Hey, guys. I haven't been on the show for ages. I know. You've been really busy, and one of the things that uh, you've been incredible at, uh, literally putting on the Superman costume, is managing inventory. And, you know, people will call and they'll say, do you have do you have anything and I almost have to feel embarrassed to say is it bad if if we do that we've been able to manage some inventory and I've got some 10 ounce bars I've got some kilo bars um, what has the last few weeks looked like for you it's been really tough to go out and find product um, the mints for some reason are not making certain products uh, the Royal Canadian mint there's a shortage of one ounce gold bars. There's a sh definitely a shortage of 10 ounce uh, RCM silver bars. Maples, we've been getting a few. Uh, we've been able to source that. 100 ounce bars, we've had inventory um, f for quite a long time, but we're not getting any new inventory. So every time we sell something, basically I have to place an order to replace what we're selling from, from our inventory. And it's getting, as I said, it's getting harder and harder. Um, we are able to source product because I do, I am forward thinking. I mean, I understand the markets. I've been doing this for a long time. Um, I, it's the only thing that's got me baffled right now a little bit is that the prices of gold and silver, the paper price has been smashed down. The physical price, basically even on a hundred ounce bar, in Canada, we're looking at $4 US spread between bid and ask in the States. They're asking as much as $6. On Silver Eagles, we don't even bother bringing them in because the spread is too much. Um, gold is now gone. One ounce gold bars, the spread has gone from $40 to $50 an ounce US spread. So that's the bid, uh, between the bid and the ask. Uh, maples, gold maples, um, you know, I think they're on the... Uh, uh, I don't understand why there's, there's such a shortage, but even those, are good. the spread is $65 over spot. It's like they're on the witness protection program. You can't get them. So I, I know that some of the shortage can be explained in the sense of you have not just a dealer like Guildhall, but a wholesaler who buys a bunch of product from a mint at a certain level. The price goes down they have to replace the product and then be able to let go of the stock that they currently bought at the higher price. So, I mean, yeah, they can they can hedge it and well, whatnot, but how much of the gold shortage is basically, um, you know, what they would call in, in real estate like backup supply or overhang that they can't get rid of because it was purchased at a higher price? Well, I, I think there's a little bit of that going on where they you know they've committed I mean uh, we're allocated product every month but you know what happens is um, there's only a, a very small amount of wholesalers and they are allocated product whether it's the Royal Mint uh, whether it's the US Mint whether it's um, you know coming in from Switzerland or whether it's coming in from Perth Mint they're allocated a certain amount of product so in good times it's easy to sell your product in bad times when product is not moving you start to stockpile so again, if you haven't hedged your product, if you've paid $2,000 an ounce for gold, 
you don't want to be selling it at $1,800 an ounce. So no, you right. either have to push it to one side and you start ordering product at the new price, hoping that the price is going to start going up, and it's going to go up. Right. So in that sense, though, you're only talking about a limited period where you've acquired gold because every month you can only bring so much precious metal out of the mints, out of the refiners every month, and then you would literally need sustained pricing at this level for months out before you started seeing a lot of product coming back into the market. You also need demand to disappear, and demand hasn't disappeared just because the price went but, down. But the wholesalers, as well as us, rely on product being sold back to us. So that's the secondary market. So, I mean, we're just not getting enough product back, you know, to in, for the secondary market. Now, you would think there's a shortage of product, People, you know, the prices are being driven down. People are selling. No, they're not. They're holding. You know, gold is for your golden years. That's what Salenti always says, um, and I'm a great believer in that. If you buy every month or every couple of months and you cost average, it doesn't matter when, you know, you see these prices dip, you can't even buy the product. I can't get, I mean, today we're recording this show Friday afternoon. I can't buy product. The, the wholesalers won't give me a price and they won't give me a delivery date. Oh, wow. So, you know, if I want to pay much higher than the 50 or $60 they're asking now, I can put an order in and hope that the prices don't drop. You know, that that, that makes sense to me in a way because, and, and it's interesting because we have seen this before, Jerry. We saw this in March. The price went down, went down too much to the point where people were like, sorry, we're not, where the wholesaler was like, so we're not selling. <laughs> like, what's the point? This is stupid. We're we're just going to cut it off. Sorry, nothing available mm -hmm. until this price starts to come back to to some sort of realm of reality. We're going to come back to that. I noticed that back in March we had kind of a hiccup, not a hiccup, but we had a spike in views because we had the Gerald Salente interview. But it was right at the beginning of COVID, and people were really, I need my gold. I need toilet paper. I need gold. And then we had the silver squeeze recently. And so you had these two major machinations in the mm -hmm. market, all in less than 365 days. What does this say to you going forward in the market that you go, all of a sudden you had two earthquakes in the precious metals market. What does that signal to you for the next year or out further? Yeah, if you're forecasting, and we try to forecast as much as possible, like Paul, like masterfully handling this inventory uh, coming in, forecasting is very tough. But what we, we are seeing right now is for every 10 ounces of gold that are leaving the, the building here, uh, one ounce is coming in. And this is not changing. The, the premiums have remained static. It's not moving. And and plus, we're reading we're reading things from the Silver Institute and the, the World Gold Council that mining is going down year over year. It's going down. So to forecast where we are going to be, um, and you know where is the silver and gold going? Are they holding on to? We can speculate all day long, and some speculation is saying that you know these major institutions they call them systemically important financial institutions are requiring the gold now because rules have changed. Back in March 29, 2019, the BIS, who are the BIS, the Bank of International Settlements, who classify what Tier 1 capital is, Tier 2 capital, they quietly really reclassified gold to become Tier 1 capital, meaning that they have to have gold or Tier 1 capital, about 10% on their balance sheets to do what? To, to stave off insolvency. They forecasted something coming. So they're forecasting 
issues in the banking system coming up. So this means these these sci-fis, these institutions, need to find capital. Could the could the wholesalers be be providing the institutions? I mean, we saw SLV changing their their prospectus. They don't have enough silver. This the other ETF. Could could it be being swallowed up by the institutions? Well, you, so, had one, you had one major player, Scotia Bank. I mean, Scotia Makota uh, got out of the bullion business, um, and obviously, you know, whether they were supplying certificates to people at one time, they have to fulfil those now with precious metals, with physical product. So there's obviously there. It took quite some time uh, to get product to them. Probably, um, they've had to take all the product they've had out of their facility because they're not in the bullying business and put it into storage facilities into other vaults i mean everything's been on you know has been on fire but you know for all fires that go they eventually go out they get doused they get put out you know whether it's a forest fire a house fire or even you know real estate cryptocurrencies stock market eventually it goes from hot to cold you have to be in precious metals you have to own gold and silver you need 15 20 percent in your portfolio whether you put it into an rsp a tfsa which i always advise people if you don't have a tfsa that's the best place to put gold and silver if you want to hold gold and silver put it into a secure vault we vault for people uh, gold and silver you can take product home we do have product it's limited i mean you can go to you know 50 websites and you'll see on virtually every website delivery 15 to 20 days to 30 days upon payment or clearance of check or clearance of you know payment or whatever it is we have product again limited to customers i mean i'm not going to if somebody wants 50,000 ounces of silver you're going to have to wait Mm-hmm. But we can supply you, you know, a, a, an amount that's uh, feasible. But same thing with gold. We have one ounce gold bars. We have ten ounce gold bars. We have kilo gold bars. Um, we have silver. We have hundred ounce bars, ten ounce bars, kilo silver bars, and silver maples. So the takeaway here is, when products available. You get your hands on it. This is a great time to do it. Even if there's some higher premiums, the fact is the prices are lower. This is an incredible window of opportunity. Jerry, 15, 20 seconds. Gold is risk-free. This is what we want. We want risk, zero risk with reward. And as the World Gold Council wrote and concluded regarding the, the changes of Basel III rules, their analysis shows that gold can be used in portfolios to protect purchasing power, reduce volatility, and minimize losses during periods of market shock. So to conclude, yeah, to the normal folk, for everyday folk, we don't want risks. We don't want to roll the dice. We want a safe investment that will go up in value. Jerry, thank you so much. Paul, thank you for joining us. Great to have you back on The Real Money Show. It's been another great week. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Look forward to speaking to everyone next week. This has been The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.